I'm Danielle Levine, and you're listening to The Future Effect. The Future Effect is a weekly podcast bringing you the latest news and updates in Florida's child welfare system. This podcast is brought to you by the Future Effect Political Committee, a bipartisan effort to give Floridians an opportunity to get involved in the legislative and political process on behalf of Florida's children. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Future Effect. So you are just here with me, Danielle Levine, today. Unfortunately, we do not have Joe. So sad, but I promise you he will be back for the next one. So I am here to talk to you about one of the biggest events of 2020. And despite us working in politics, no, I am not here to talk to you about the November election. So I have a pop quiz for you all. And normally Joe would answer it, but hey, he's not here. So we're going to do Dora the Explorer style and bear with me and humor me. What other current event that is not COVID-19 has a great impact on childhood outcomes. I'll give you a little bit to think about it and guess. So if you guessed the census, you are correct. A sexy topic, I know, but the census is so important. And so bear with me because you are about to learn why. So a lot of people wonder, what is the census exactly, right? So basically, it's just a count of the population. So the Constitution mandates that the country conduct a count of its population once every 10 years. And so it's super cool because the 2020 census will actually be the 24th time that the country has counted its population since 1790. So the census is important, not just for, hey, we want to know the amount of people that are living in our country, But it has actual practical effects. So politically, what does that look like? The results of the census also determines the number of seats each state will have in the U.S. House of Representatives. And they're used to draw congressional and state legislative districts. So that means if you follow AOC on Facebook, and I follow everyone, Democrat or Republican. So I'm just saying you might have seen her ads where she's talking about that based off of the results of the census, there is a possibility that her district might not exist. So it's really important to make sure that we are able to have every voice heard because they don't know where the voices are. And so it's up to tell them uh, the general direction of how many people live in one place. So that way they can make sure that voices of that community are represented appropriately. And so beyond politics... It also determines how the government spends $800 billion, and yes, that's billion with the B, in federal funding. The 2010 census actually missed more than 2 million children under the age of 5. And so that cost states a whopping $550 million per year and lost for federal funding. And that funding would have gone towards programs like the Children's Health Insurance Program, also known as CHIP, Medicaid, foster care, adoption, and child care services. So spoiler alert, if you haven't guessed why we here at Future Effect care so much about the census, it is because of this. 
Uh, the results of the census directly impacts the amount of funding that child welfare and other social agencies are able to receive from uh, from the federal funds that are available that trickle down states and then come to us uh, to really determine the resources that are going to be available and allow us to have the appropriate budgets and services uh, that are needed in order to best help the children and families that we serve in our communities. And there's a real fear that in 2020, the number of young children that are missed in the census could double. And that's according to the Partnership for America's Children. And they found based off of survey results that 10% of 800 families making less than $50,000 per year said they would not count their babies, toddlers, or preschoolers. And then on top of that 10%, Another 8% were uncertain about whether or not to count them. You all, that's huge. In 2010, we lost out on $550 million per year in federal funding. And so now if we look at doubling that, that's over a billion. That's over a billion of funds that are directly coming into our communities in order to help the vulnerable populations that are there. And so there is a movement, and it's called the Count All Kids movement, because this is a real issue, right? And so I want to talk a little about why kids are undercounted in the census. Sometimes children are missed because their families respond to the census but leave them off. They don't realize that babies, toddlers, and young children are supposed to be included in the census. In other cases, children live in multifamily households. Uh, where they're more likely to be missed because a census is one form per household. And so if there's several families that are living there, which is not uncommon, especially in underserved areas, it can be easy to accidentally leave a child off as you're doing your count and filling out the information online. And so if you're ever wondering when should we count kids, uh, the answer is always. So the general rule is to count children in the home where they live and sleep most of the time, even if their parents don't live there. So say that your grandma or grandpa and you're caring for your grandchild because their parents are hopefully uh, working on bettering themselves so they're in a position where they're able to take care of their children. That means that you count the child on your census count not mom or dad. And part of that is a lot of people sometimes also think that one family is going to be counting that child on their census form when they should be doing that themselves. And so that child just doesn't get counted altogether. Another time that you should count your child is if you've just had a baby and your baby is still in the hospital on census day, which was April 1st, 2020 of this year, And then you're going to count your baby at the home where he or she will live and sleep most of the time. So again, if children spend time in more than one home, count them where they stay most often. If their time is evenly divided or if you don't know where they stay most often, count them where they were staying on April 1st, 2020. And if a friend or family member's child is staying with you with or without the parent and the child does not have a permanent place to live, Count the child if he was staying with you on April 1st, 2020, even if it was only temporary. So children are more likely to be missed when they live in large and complex households. They live with single parents or young parents between the ages of 18 and 29. 
if they are not the biological or adopted child of the head of household, if they live with their grandparents, aunts and uncles, or other family members, if they live in families that don't speak English or their family includes immigrants, if they live in poor families, or if their families rent rather than own their home. And so that's really difficult, right? There's a lot that's going on in there. And so when sentences don't come in uh, on time, that's when door knockers come into play. And so you might have seen people out in your neighborhood or you've read the articles that's talking about census door knockers needed. And so they look at the addresses that they still haven't received censuses from, and they'll go and, you know, shocker, knock on their door to go ahead and try and fill out the census right then and there. But unfortunately, there is a possibility that these door knockers are going to be ending one month early at the end of September. And so that means we lose out on a whole month of making sure that these children and families that are sometimes not represented in the census for many of the reasons that we just listed a minute or two ago will not be counted now. And that's a problem. That's a problem because we need to make sure that our communities are adequately funded. Uh, this is what our tax dollars are going for. And we want everyone to be able to not only receive the services that they are needed, but also have the appropriate representation on both a state and federal level. And so when you think of the census and it's just, oh, this is just some form and they want to know who I am and where I am. I promise you that is not the case. They just want to make sure that funds are going where they are most needed in the country. And you can play a huge part in that. So, in conclusion, thank you, thank you, thank you to those that have already filled out your census. And if not, what are you waiting for? If you go online to census.gov, it will tell you how to sign up. And if you don't have the form that was originally sent to you by mail, that's okay. Uh, the website will provide instructions so that way you're able to go ahead and make sure that you are counted, your children are counted and that we are counting all kids. So that's our quick mini-sode for today. And I'm sorry, I know Joe is very entertaining, and it probably wasn't fun to listen to me all here on my own, but thank you for listening regardless and for hanging in there with us. So as for child welfare news and updates, there are some things that are starting to go on uh, event-wise in the child welfare world. And so as always, please visit our website, go to the news section um, on our homepage to be able to read more about what is coming up specifically throughout Central Florida. But we're looking forward to uh, expanding the geographic radius, I suppose, of events that are listed there as well. We're doing a lot when it comes to keys to independence right now. And as we've talked about that program so many times, uh, we're working to help children in foster care get their driver's license. Uh, that's really our top priority. And so I'm looking forward to having Joe on soon so that we're able to give you all an update on all of the things that are working on with that because we are still so, so, so excited to have updates more regularly than our bi-weekly podcast. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Future Effect on all three of those platforms. And as always, if you'd like to share any news or events about your child welfare organization, or you want to suggest a topic or guest, including yourself, for future episodes, email us 
uh, you can email me directly at dlevine, and that's L-E-V-I-E-N, at futureeffect.org. And until then, just remember, what we do together today will create a bright, resilient tomorrow for all. This is The Future Effect. See you next time. Mm-hmm.